All right, this is Kirk. And this is Rags. This is the current podcast that CVRNT. So what's the podcast about then? It's everything virtual reality, right? Yes. Anything that's new about VR, Kirk and I have been VR fanboys for a while now. and it... We happen to work together, but every time we talk, we usually are just like, you know, it starts with one thing and then it yeah. just evolves into something else, uh, mostly VR related uh, amongst other things. So it's uh, just thought, let's record this, man. Yes, we're both uh, we're both new dads. Uh, Kirk's daughter is ten months old. Yep, and yep. Uh, mine's two months old. Just trying to juggle it all, right? Yeah. But also break into this uh, VR industry. There's just so much going on. I think the key thing is like we just get a kick out of uh, talking about VR, and then hopefully we can share that with everyone out there in the world, and uh, you know, excite you also to take some action and you know get involved in any way, shape, or form. Yeah, yeah. I mean, VR VR is going to be it. I I honestly think that it's. Uh, it's it's just going to change the world. Uh, people may or may not share that same kind of optimism, but uh, I think it's not only just for gaming and stuff, but just, I don't know, stuff in general, the way we do things and look at things. I think it's going to be big, so I, I'm, like, super excited about it. It hasn't even been a full year since yeah. all the devices are coming out. Um, we're going to talk later about the PlayStation VR that's coming out soon, but um, we also, you know, it'll be interesting to see where the industry grows outside yeah. of the game world, right? Yeah. And um, we, one idea we had was we've been recording some of the kind of like, you know up and coming uh, leaders in the VR space up in Seattle, and we kind of you know asked them a simple question like you know why do you think VR is going to be the future, or what experience did you have that uh, you know really made you want to get involved? And we've heard a ton of different responses. In fact, some people they were like, no, everybody's going to tell us tell you the same thing. It's the same experience. And then you know you interview. Five people, and they all have five completely different, yep. you know, ideas, uh, backgrounds, and excitement levels. So, interesting stuff. Oh, so there's a website. Yes, the website. Right. Yeah, it was uh, it was pretty easy to create, actually. <laughs> you just to talk about how you labored over it. It was surprisingly easy. I think we spent the most time trying to come up with a name that was unique. We picked CVRNT because it's got, you know, kind of sounds like current, but it's... Uh, it's got VR in the middle. So we have <laughs> VR in there. All right, what's the website? The website is www.cvrnt.com or just cvrnt.com. Uh, there's not a whole lot of content on there yet, but uh, hopefully we'll be able to put, keep putting some cool uh, maybe links to VR-related stuff or any of the interviews we take and things like that. So. Yeah, on that note, yeah, you definitely want to hear feedback from anyone that's listening to episodes and then comments. Uh, also, we did set up some social media accounts. Uh, right now, we have an Instagram and Facebook page, both under CVRNT Podcast, mashed into one word as the username. And then on Twitter, we have CVRNT, which we'll hopefully in the future uh, try and post out there when we're going live. You can try and ask us some questions there, and then we'll try and fit them in the show where we can. Okay, well, there's bunch of interesting news happening like this week. Yes, I was kind of aware of this. I didn't know it was tomorrow. So tomorrow's a big Google event. Yes. They're going to announce some stuff. And, you know, like everyone else on the internet, we thought, hey, let's speculate. Let's yes. give our opinions. Okay, so Google, uh, they obviously have a bunch of other items that they're going to announce tomorrow, but I think the one that we're most interested in, or at least I am, is the new Daydream uh, support for their Android system. And uh, let, let's see, like news I was reading was that they're going to have a a standard that they're having all their uh, device manufacturers uh, meet a certain specification. So Daydream is to Google what uh, Gear Samsung Gear is to get uh, Samsung. Is that so? Well, the way I understand it is Daydream is kind of like this whole new ecosystem. Oh, it's platform. like a platform. So it's okay. it's embedded within Android. So Android's gonna have native support for 
uh, virtual reality modes that applications can move into or like can transition from like kind of you know from your landscape to portrait mode if you turn your phone sideways you can also natively you know get into this vr experience okay but then they're also going to have a specification that that uh, Google's expecting manufacturers to build phones to certain hardware specs. Plus, there's a specification for the headset, and then I believe all Daydream apps have to support their controller. And so the controller really removes the UI navigation yeah. you have. Yeah, when you have to touch the side yeah, of the yeah. Samsung Gear, it moves all that navigation to the controller. And then the controller can move more in 3D space, so you kind of free yourself from just having a head turning only. Yeah. So it's kind of like that middle ground between... Uh, head turning only versus uh, like Oops. a seated position you might get from Oculus Rift. Okay. And then also Google It's tomorrow. the Daydream VR headset. That's all they're calling it. Yep. Okay. So I think they're like open source the whole thing. So each manufacturer might sell their own that's specific to their phone or ones that are more universal. Oh, so that's not locked down to Google's. Like it's, an, it's not like Samsung. I think it's a lot like Google sure? might. I'm pretty sure they're just trying to open it up to everybody. You know, like saying, like, this is kind of where we want the industry to go. And the, then they kind of help create the, I guess, bumper rails or the guidelines they want the developers to create what they're looking for. Like hopefully an explosion of, you know, ideas. Hmm. Um, so also there's some new phones that are coming out. Possibly the Pixel and Pixel XL. Hmm. I've never had an Android phone personally, but I think this is the one that's going to drive me, hopefully, to move over. Yeah, man, I don't know. Are like, you an Android user? I am not. I'm not actually, um, but I'm an iPhone user. I really wanted to get the iPhone 7, and then I just really was not very happy with how, I guess, lame the <laughs> announcement was. Like, I don't. I mean, nothing. No knocks on. I guess. Oh, we just lost Aunt, uh, Apple's endorsement. Oh, okay, damn. great. No, I'm just like you know, people get touchy about this, but it just it wasn't very. I think a lot of people felt the same way. And I kind of feel like it's not worth getting it. But then if I go to Android, then I have to move everything over and then like all the accounts and then my wife's on iPhone and then yeah. my, you know, and then... What better way to start though? You know, if you, I guess if you transition now and you do it every couple of years, it'll make it easier, right? Figuring out how the transition path works. It's like getting a new computer, right? Oh man, but it's so Be much bothered. work though. Yeah. I don't know. I'm, I might still do it. The Pixel, yeah, I'll we'll have to see. Yeah. I, this that really might be the first one that just really makes it like, okay, Android does have some shortcomings, but it's still worth getting this kind of thing. I don't know. So have you done some of the Samsung Gear experiences? I've done a couple, but um, some of our friend Kubas. Yeah, Kubo um, VR. Yeah, and, uh, but I, I, I don't know. I... I haven't done a whole lot, so I don't know that I'd be able to gauge the difference. It's, it's the vibe, right? Like, I have the vibe, so I don't... I was thinking of getting a Galaxy and then the gear, and but that would have been too much, I think. Yes, yeah, so that's a good point. So you have the vibe. Yeah. I have a cardboard. That's it. Like, yeah. the bare minimum entry level. Yeah. So, like, for me, it's... I don't have a lot of space in my apartment yeah. to even have a good seated experience. Which, with. which, yeah, which one of my problems now is like the space. I, I just don't have the space anymore. It's a funny thing about a ten month old kid. Yeah, you yeah. Children get rid of any personal space oh, you have. Yeah. As babies, like uh, you know, they have a lot of toys, everything. So I'm really thinking, like you know, can the gear and then plus the portability, right? Yeah. So like. You know, I've heard from a lot of people the gear, it, it's close. It's just like the issues of like overheating and then just like uh, maybe the experiences and the ecosystem where 
I, I'm really looking forward to the daydream opening up like the whole play, you know, play yeah. store, having all these integrated experiences. And then I think like right now they're locking down the apps that can actually uh, be pre-approved to be like a certified daydream. Mm-hmm. So they're really trying to maybe make sure that the experience is, you know, is of quality and you yeah. know, just kind of meets that bare minimum to um, introduce people to a good experience from the beginning. Yeah. So I don't know, a bunch of their splash pages have been shown like HBO, which makes sense. Like, uh, Netflix, like some of these, like you know, seated. I mean, yeah. Well, like once you once you have an actual high res, like you wait to kind of at least have that throw that perception, the cinematic perception out there. Then there's no real need for you to have screens anymore. Um, yeah, I, I remember a coworker of mine at another company had came over and said, "Hey, in five years, nobody's going to buy a big screen TV." Yeah. And then I was thinking, like, you know, really? Until I got more involved with the virtual reality yeah. community. And then I started thinking, like, okay, Amazon was selling the other day a uh, Roku, I think it was like a 52-inch 4K TV with um, for like $330. And I was just like, wait a minute. So if, you know, the TVs are, of course, commoditized, you could also have a 70-foot, like, screen yeah. using virtual reality. And then it's like, I think what's going to be cool is seeing some of the uh, collabor- collaboration where our... Um, community apps like where I could be sitting next to somebody that's either physically in the room with me or virtually in the yeah, room. Yeah, I mean that but that's that's and also an interesting that's also an interesting point because um it, like you could do those kinds of experiences but on the flip side I mean you're just talking about people who are potentially just everyone's going to be wearing their headset and just sitting at home and like just never have to interact with each other. <laughs> I have yeah. think I think about this as like having kids, right? Like yeah. so we have like really young kids if by the time they're like 10, 12 years old, it's like having a VR headset is like having an iPad or whatever. Is my kid even going to see me? Like if I'm standing there? Like is this going to like take her to whatever? And then... It's going to be crazy. I mean, somebody we know, uh, Reverend VR, uh, or Reverend Kyle. Yeah. He has a podcast out there. A little, little popular. <laughs> you know, if, if you're out there looking for a VR podcast, uh, you might have heard of it. Anyway, he was talking about HoloLens and how he has some photos of on his walls when he uses the HoloLens that you know only he can see when he looks yeah. through the HoloLens. And then I've heard other stories of like Boeing or other companies like using QR codes, um, mostly for robots to like know yeah. how to get, walk through a, um, like a you know inventory yeah, yeah. of their stock room yeah, or something. Yeah. But you can definitely see like you know a couple or a whole family could maybe live in the future with these augmented reality glasses. Where no, it's gonna it's gonna because they don't even live in the same experience. Dude, yeah, but I mean, I was I was thinking about <laughs> four this. white walls and yeah, I was actually uh, a year or two ago. I was I was thinking about how it would be for us to have this kind of an experience where you just everything is you know everything's just blank. It's like a blank sheet, and you walk in with a different lens or whatever, and then. Everything just looks different. Like you, like your parents will see pictures of you and you know your maybe your kids just with them, or pictures that they were also there, or they may just want to see the latest pictures. And so on the walls, they look at these photos or whatever, and they just see the newest pictures in like a timeline view or something. Yeah. Um, whereas you see different things, or you see a wall a different color or something else. I mean, it's you could just be living in the same place but living very differently. Yeah. I wonder if there it will get to a point where you have like really old school like VR glasses or whatever that give you some kind of immersive ability, but like the higher end ones, like there's that class difference kind of thing becomes a thing where like because your VR headset's like crappier, 
like your experience of life is crappy. I actually heard someone else talking about how, you know, we have like so much volume of like video now, right? On your phone, you yeah. have like your whole yeah. kid, you have like, basically you have a video yeah. or yeah. photo of every, everything. Like, your kid's yeah, yeah. life. Yeah. But then it's like kind of stuck on the computer and it requires you have to go right. dig it up, pull it up, look for it. But I don't know, with maybe AI and stuff, like you, there's the other flip side of that is that you can be reminded of these things a little more than just having like popping up. Uh, oh, forget that, right? Like, ev- eventually with machine learning, you don't have to worry about that because it's just, you could feed whatever into this thing that's going to process it and then decide how to show the, these pictures based on chronological order, file names, file, you know, uh, dates, whatever, and then put actually put it together and look at the way the pictures are. I'm sure, like, Google could probably run this through all their stuff. Yeah. And then basically just compress it, look at all the pictures, overlay them, see what, you know, where location, maybe geolocation plays into it. And all of a sudden you just hop into this view and just be like, show me our last trips thing. And then it just pops up and then shows this. Yeah. So good thing we're not a podcast about security and privacy. Yeah. Oh, you know, because <laughs> that'll always throw a uh, bump in the road there. So what else? PlayStation VR. Yeah. You, you told me some stuff about it. Uh, October 13th, it's coming out soon. Yes. Uh, PlayStation VR is going to drop soon. I think uh, they said it was three ninety nine for the initial offering. I think it comes with just the headset alone and a couple other things. But we have an Eastside VR meetup. Um, and at, uh, as part of the Eastside VR meetup, we, we spoke with someone. And he said he was heavily involved in uh, PlayStation uh, VR development uh, games and such. So um, he said it was, it was a pretty nice platform. He recommended it. So I, you know, I don't know. I, I don't think I'm going to go buy one. Because so do you I, have a PlayStation? I have a PlayStation 3 that I recently within months before my child was born started playing again and now that my child's born I don't get to play it anymore <laughs> so I I told myself if I if I could justify playing through a few games and find the time to do it in a way where my wife does not threaten to kill me then so instead we start a podcast so we start a podcast because yeah. you know I just like running my mouth as long as I run my mouth get tired and go home she's she feels I think well I'll talk less so <laughs> so yeah I mean the VR it Knowing PlayStation, though, it's going to be a well-thought-out, executed, you know, platform. I don't know. That's my I, thoughts. Like, I, it's I, just going to be, like, it's not going to be beta initially. I, no. I mean, see, at the end of the day, it's like, it depends on what you want. You're a gamer, like, you're going to get the PS4, PS5, whatever it is. And then if it, even if this thing is, like, 400 bucks, so it's 400 bucks, let's say, move controllers and a couple hundred bucks, camera, whatever else, sensor they need. So, let's say, five, six, seven hundred... And then if you are going to have a PlayStation system that you use for other stuff anyway, then this is actually cheap because for any other headset, you need the extra computer to go with. Like I had to build a computer for my Vive because I didn't have anything. I didn't have a Windows machine at home. You know? Yeah, I mean, I guess the thing, as long as it's not a toy, I, I could imagine some people thinking like, hey, it's just another add-on like the Kinect for Xbox or like maybe yeah. the Wii where, you, you know, you... Hopefully, this doesn't die off. Uh, well, I mean the old that Game Boy, uh, Virtual he, Boy. Did you ever have one of those? No. The Nintendo Virtual Boy, no, the no. the red uh, like headset that you like leaned into oh, to. Oh, it just shot lasers in your eyes. What? Oh, it, you might be a little younger than me. I'll have to send you a link or show it to you. But um, it came out like in the like mid '90s or, or so. I bought one used. Uh, I was so excited for it. And you just like it was virtual reality. So they call it like the Virtual Boy, huh. and it was made by Nintendo. You could play like virtual tennis and stuff and. 
it was awesome, mm-hmm. but apparently it was really bad for you because it, it you know it just literally shot like these like oh. red red light <laughs> lasers <laughs> in your eyes. Okay. But it was, the platform didn't pick up. Yeah, and, you know, just died well, off no, I mean because. And the other thing I was reading was it's going to have the whole cinematic experience thing. Like you were saying, like we were talking about like with the watching movies and stuff and this big, not having TVs. With that, you can play. So that's what they said. They said you have a cinematic thing for viewing whatever from apps. And then you also have, uh, you can play PlayStation games on that screen in your headset. So you could, like, <laughs> for those of us who are married, I mean, and if, you know, our significant others, our children want to watch something on TV, then you don't have to. You can be like, oh, watch whatever you want. I'm just going to throw my headset on and, you know, you know, go to town on this game. And you're watching this massive screen and you're like, this is awesome. I think that's going to be big. I think that'll, that's a great selling point. You don't have to get another TV and you have a personal TV. I was actually considering getting another TV used or something just because I was like, man, I can't watch, ever watch anything I want. Oh, yeah. So, I haven't watched, like, anything since my kid was born. But I was going to say, like... You know, maybe that is like a perfect sweet spot where the PlayStation is just like, you know, the brand name and everybody's going to, you know, for just sitting on the couch, basically sitting on the uh, couch. Yeah, and then you're going like, to have like the Experiencing latest, virtual reality. Right, like, and then, but you can also, if you're a regular, if you just want to play regular games, you can still play regular games. You yeah. just have this headset that allows you to play them without interfering with anyone or anything else. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I find it probably pretty easy to believe that most people's like computer experiences, like however they have their computer set up, is yeah. not the most like laid back place to just kind of like you know hang out and like watch like a two hour movie or right. just like get super immersed um, yeah. unless you're into like PC games, yeah. right? But even then, you're probably in like a chair, yeah. you know. Um, where I feel like the PlayStation is probably perfect for just sitting on the couch, yeah. kicking back, and like. You know, getting into a game or the, the cinematic experience is going to be kind of interesting to see. Oh. So, all right. So, hey, uh, we didn't talk about this before, but what about like voting? What, what we uh, pro or con any of the uh, Google Daydream or PlayStation? Oh, um, thumbs up, uh, thumbs down. Well, we have to. We just speculated, man. We got to wait for the freaking thing to drop today. No, what do we think today? This today, moment. tomorrow will be a different story. Today, that's the I, best part about being a pundit. You can oh, say one thing one day. No. Well, yeah, that's true. We're gonna put it all together, so it'll seem we'll seem super smart. <laughs> I, I, I think it's gonna be similar to the gear. I think it'll be better than the gear, probably. Uh, I think they'll have learned some from that. I was just reading this article. They said they hired away Samsung's like former VR head or something. So, I, I would assume they built on whatever the gear offers. I think from a from in terms of a portable headset, I think it'll it'll beat the. I think it'll be, I'll, it'll beat out the gear. At seventy nine dollars, where if you get a, a better cardboard or one of those like VR box thingies, that's like thirty bucks. Paying another forty bucks for an actual headset that's got like a remote and stuff, I think it's worth it. I think, yeah. Yeah, I'm pro daydream too. So I think exciting to excited to just get like another platform that's like close to VR. Yeah, I think it'll. Uh, I don't know, like, and hopefully it's more open than like the Samsung platform, and they don't, you know, their applications. If they come up with like a gear type thing that it's not, it's more like it's more compatible with just general stuff as opposed to kind of being stuck to you know the Galaxy app. Yeah. Okay, so two thumbs up on Daydream. What about uh, PSVR, PlayStation VR? I think it's going to be. I think it'll pick up slowly, but I think I think it'll again. I think it's going to be a nice niche. You know, your you don't have you can either buy a tv or you can buy a are games going to support like 
non-VR experience on the PlayStation? Yeah. Would anybody buy that? Yeah, because... You, like, would I play God of War, you know, in regular mode and then occasionally jump into some VR experience? It's not, I don't think it's all games are going to be VR games. I ah. think in the VR experience, you're going to basically be have a cinematic view of... Yeah, no, I get that, but I was actually thinking this is where these kind of mix the two topics because with Daydream, you know, it's like I thumb through maybe like HBO episodes and then when I find it, you know, it's a bad example, but maybe there's some sort of like card game I have and then when I have long, you know, more time where I can sit down or something, I plop it in and it's like this virtual reality. It's the same game. It's just I'm more immersed. So like on the bus... If I don't want to look weird, I can just like play the card game without a headset, and sure. then when I'm at home, I can totally geek out and you know where it's safe and like. I think it's different experiences. I don't think it's just. Transition. I was just trying to think like, how do you keep people buying the game? Whether it's be anyway, maybe that's like in the in between phase, like when you don't have as many early adopters. I, I don't know. It'll be well, it depends, right? Because no one's gonna buy like both these things are supplemental. The PlayStation VR and the Daydream yeah. are supplements to the phones you use for Google or the console that you have for the PlayStation, right? Both of them, they're not going to work standalone. Yeah, as right? opposed to maybe Oculus or... Like HTC, where... yeah. Those are like specialty, that's yeah. what. That's all they but do. they have those downsides too. Like they're probably sure, not I used. Mean, I mean, there's, there's, there's downsides to anything. But for, for these guys specifically, like so PlayStation VR, I think I think it's it's a good niche thing. I think it's going to be... It's going to be pretty fun, and I think if they actually pull off without lag, being able to play games on the VR headset and cinematic experience, it's going to be that's going to be off the chains, man. It'll be tight. All right. Well, coming into it, I was actually uh, thumbs down on PlayStation VR, but I, you know, I, I want to see it. Yeah. I, I want to root for it. I so. think it'll be interesting. Okay. So before we close out, then there was a couple things. We do run the East Side Virtual Reality Meetup yes. here, east of Seattle, Washington. And we're in a town uh, called Bellevue, Washington, which is uh, really close by. And we've been running that for about six or seven months. It's been super exciting, meeting a lot of people in the community. Uh, Our users are growing. Um, You know, we definitely hope, you know, people from our meetup support this podcast. But right now, you know, we're not, like, crossing the two over or anything. Uh, We're kind of running them as separate, separate, um, you know, efforts. And... Let's see, you know, probably in future podcasts we can talk more about like what we normally do for yeah. a day job if anybody yeah. cares about that stuff. Yeah, we got um, up at some point, I guess. Or talk even less about what we normally yeah. do as a day yeah. job and just talk about what we like, yeah. to, you know, to daydream about. There you go. Yeah, I mean, we didn't, we, didn't, we didn't even uh, talk about our work stuff in our introduction. That's fun. That's I think it's part of it. Usually we're just so excited to talk yeah, about that's interesting. Yeah. VR. Yeah. Right. So just script right over yeah, all that. <laughs> <laughs> talk about priorities, man. I you know, know, I know. It's kids, VR. Kids, VR, okay. that's it. That's but we do have to uh, not alienate our, our users out there because I'm sure there's people that are not married yes. uh, that are that don't have kids. So let's see. Uh, I did want to ask you, though. So have you seen that South Park skit on the Nodulus Rift? No, I have not. Or the Nodulus? No, I have not. I'll have to send it to you. It, if anyone out there hasn't seen it, you need to check it out. It's hilarious. Okay. It is, I'll set it up. It's it's how, uh, you know, product video might have been, um, been released of, like, the Oculus coming out and, like, you know, a designer talking about how they came up with the concept and people talking about how when they first got into the experience and how immersive it was, you know, like one of these <laughs> drama little, like, two-minute uh, product videos. But the whole concept is that you have to... 
uh, smell these like farts to move your character mm. and uh, or every time the like, character is in the game like they're farting so like you have to experience the real scent of the fart to like progress through the levels and it's just perfect <sighs> South Park meets virtual reality and I don't know if it helps or hurts the industry but uh, oddly enough I'm seeing companies come out with prototypes that do something similar where you can smell you get your smell of vision but it's more than just farts, yeah, thankfully. Nice. <laughs> well, uh, I'll, I'll take that out, and I will, we'll talk about it next time. All right. All right. So we're coming to you from <laughs> Washington. Uh, let's see. We're, you know, hopefully excited. Uh, we're obviously excited, but want to bring you more uh, more content and uh, just more, more geeking out and nerding out about this stuff. So. Yes. So uh, hopefully we'll uh, keep doing this on the regular. So. All right, then. This is Kirk and... This is Rags. And we're out of here. All right, bye. Bye. Okay, so this is the addendum to our first uh, podcast. Uh, And essentially, we talked about uh, the Daydream announcement. Uh, That was a day before. Uh, It's a day after now. And uh, Google announced a bunch of stuff, things that maybe we're not going to focus on. but We'll talk about Daydream, the Daydream platform, and maybe the phone itself for a bit, the headset, uh, the remotes. So, so I, I pre-ordered it yesterday. I wanted to record us calling my wife, telling her that I already pre-ordered it. Oh, but that would have been great. We didn't how, talk how, about how'd it. that play out? Uh, well, I got it unlocked. So this is the first phone I've ever purchased unlocked. So, you know, for me, I was all excited only about the fact that it did Daydream. Everybody else is concerned about the phone not maybe meeting this, you know, all the other features that other yeah. phones have out there. You know, mm-hmm. yeah, HDR photos. Dude, what are you going to do when you... Yeah, well, it's not, it's not water resistant. <laughs> not water... None of my phones have been water resistant. <laughs> You've been okay. I've so been rocking them since 1998. Well, there you go. <laughs> so, okay, let's so complain you... about price. price. For me, the big thing is price. Okay, yep. so I got the Pixel XL with 128 gigabyte hard drive add-on. They give you uh, the headset if you pre-order. So that oh, really? saved me 70-ish bucks. But oh, okay. it was about 850, I believe, out the door. <sighs> Immediately, I was like, what could I get for 850? I can get a Vive. Uh, I can get probably a whole PlayStation 4 plus the PlayStation VR headset. Yeah, yeah pretty close like, to it. You know, so what am I looking for? It's like portability, um, yeah. you know, because I want to bring it to like, you know, yeah, on the go yeah, and just yeah, yeah. slap it on people's face and be like, yo, check out this VR. So yeah, I mean, but the price, like, it adds up quick. Yeah, I, I mean, at 800 well, I mean, I think the one thing, you know, we talked briefly the. Uh, about how uh, the PlayStation VR uh, headset that's going to drop uh, in a few days was an add-on kind of feature to the PlayStation itself. In this case, I, I, I would say that the phone is, is primarily a phone. You know, it's your device that you're going to use to take your pictures, do your stuff, but then it's also really powerful uh, yeah, I mean, the way I justify it is, like, more and more it's becoming my main computer device. Correct. yes, exactly. Uh, sadly, like, I don't even see, like, the laptop. I, I think it's true of most people. I for think me, it's, like, a... desktop phone now. Yeah, basically. Know, skip the laptop. Yeah, so. right. Anyway, I'm super looking forward to it. Pre-ordered it. Told me it might come around end of November. Oh, man. That's a bummer. That's now three months older than the latest iPhone. That's true. And I got to sit around and wait. And have that daydream and, happiness. End, end of November, you're talking about Thanksgiving, so yeah. you don't know if uh, price is going to drop around then for Black Friday sales or right after. We don't know yeah. if there are going to be other phones or other manufacturers that are going to drop products out. Well, then. we know they will. That's, I mean, that's the one downside. Well, I mean, but yeah. in theory, this phone will be able to upgrade to latest versions of you know the Android operating system like more quickly than yeah. the other manufacturers. Blah, well, blah, you blah. also get like unlimited storage, like a bunch of stuff uh, along with it, but. 
I mean, we're talking about the phone a fair bit, I think, uh, because it is basically the key component of the Daydream uh, you know, platform. And Daydream itself, so let's go into maybe the headset for yep. a bit. I thought it looked really nice. I thought it had a nice polished look. Um, so let's talk about the headset. It's made primarily out of cloth. It's supposedly yeah. really light. It has an insert that can be pulled out and mm-hmm. washable. A lot of people online were just saying, like, you're paying 70 bucks for an eye mask yeah. that you're going to sleep with at yeah. night. Or it's, so, a, similar. Or, it's, or it's a glorified cardboard, really, if you yeah. think about it, right? Yeah. Like, the, the structurally... But, it, I mean, it's an interesting take, right? Hardly any electronics in the actual headset. Right. It's all been pushed down to the controller that right. we'll talk about. But I think I think the headset was actually pretty cool. Yeah, I had no complaints about it. Uh, the closest, obviously, we can compare it to a gear or other cardboard type things. Um, I have a Turbot 3D viewer. So you have the Viewmaster uh, virtual reality headset from Mattel, right? Like, so the plastic, the red colored one that you can find on Amazon, uh, which is basically a cardboard. Uh, I've used it a couple times, uh, you've lent it to me, and it's it's nice, it was nice. You know, what I liked about that was, uh, and about the Turbot thing, is it's a hard plastic, and I, you know, the gear feels a little better, obviously, than these other uh, cardboard viewers, but I think the um, the Daydream headset is like an in-between between all those things. Like yeah, so it's the Viewmaster I like because I can chuck it in my backpack and then go. I am a little concerned about the shape, I guess, of the cloth headset if it'll lose its form. Yeah, yeah, I, that's probably a concern. If but I throw that in the backpack too. Yeah, but again, um, as far as lifespan, I don't know. I, I don't know what the estimated lifespan is or if it's a cloth insert that can be you know, cleaned up or, you know, removed, then maybe structurally it's decent enough that it's going to withstand whatever we do to it. Yep. So the remotes, so it, basically they're removing the controls like you have on the gear that's on the actual headset yeah. into an external remote yeah, I th- I think that, that you hold in your hand. Right. And I knew that we they were going to do that, um, but just watching the guy hold it and it's, it's pretty small, it's nice to just hold it in your hand. And I think not having to reach up to your headset makes a difference. It, just like a Wii controller, right? So it looked a lot like the Wii controller. And I, I started thinking, like, when the guy was talking about how you could have these shooting games and stuff, and it's really accurate, whatever. So just like uh, we had a, a steering wheel for Mario Kart, mm-hmm. uh, you could pro- you're probably going to get, like, these little rifle-type things or, you know, maybe a bat for if you're playing, like, a baseball thing or whatever, right? So you could have these other things that pop up uh, that are probably going to be pretty cheap that come out that we can just slap that in there and then it would still it would still track, it would still do stuff, but then it would let you do, like, basically hold this thing, physical thing, making you feel more like you're in this thing actually doing stuff, right? Yeah. Like you're shooting a gun or yeah. you're, like, you're pointing at something or you're, like, you have the sword type thing, I don't know, whatever, yeah. right? No, I think it'll be cool. I, I mean, I want to see, get my hands on it. I, if you're able stuff. to get multiple remotes uh, in... Uh, then it changes the game quite a bit, right? Like you're able to now use both hands to do stuff. I don't know how much it's going to make. We'll have to wait for the thing to drop and see what the uses are and how it's going to play out. Uh, They did announce a bunch of apps and things you could do with it. Uh, The Street View thing, that was pretty cool. Um, I can see, I can totally see myself just hopping in there and being like, all right, well, I want to go and check out. So they did bring up the Faroe Islet to the Sheep View thing, Mm -hmm. uh, which was pretty cool. Um, That was pretty funny. I, you know, I think like my mother-in-law and father-in-law, I I don't think I could convince them to get into VR. But when I saw the Street View uh, demo, I was kind of like, you know, 
at home that evening, I was just like, I bet, you know, that'd be something I'd first, I'd show them first. And, yeah. And they'd be into it. I yeah, think they could see the potential. Yeah. That. And I think it's, it kind of gives you this idea of going in and using Street View to check out stuff and spots around and actually kind of be in and look around and stuff. I think that's pretty cool. I think it's going to be interesting. And I mean, for trip planning, I, I've, you know, used Street View true. a lot to kind of say like, okay, yeah, we're, is, yeah. we're between the hotel and this restaurant. Like, right. so I kind of get a good visual, especially if it's a walking city. Right. Um, like in Europe, a lot of those, it, it was yeah. helpful to like use Street View to see where A to B, you know, yeah, how, yeah. how I'm going to walk around. And I think like, it, you know, it'd be cool. Like, I don't think it's going to replace travel yeah. just yet, but yeah. it's, it's amazing that like, you know, yeah, Google, that, everybody already knows Google has the access. But I mean, know. that's that's probably something that you could get with any headset eventually, as long as you have the plug-in and the ability to display Street View in that way. I think they should. They'll probably open it up at some point. Yeah. Um, but there's a couple other things they talked about: cinematic experience, uh, to watch movies and Hulu and Netflix and stuff on there. Uh, they talked about and you the, get your Harry Potter the experience. Harry Potter. It's it's really not for me. It's for my uh-huh. wife. Uh-huh. Um, she's a big Harry Potter fan, and she's read all the books and everything. So. You if, there was, if there was a way that I could justify getting this, I'd be like, look, look, honey, this is just for you. <laughs> I knew you would love this for this one particular application. Yeah, you can never use the headset. It's all I about would... justification, yeah. man, just justifying it. It's hard. It's hard. I thought Harry Potter was smart because just with, like, the Pokemon yeah. Go, Go app, everybody yeah. was like, oh, we need, you know, Harry Potter Go or whatever. Yeah. And it was like, okay, I, I wonder how fast they... It came up with that idea. I think it's going to be cool. I think it's going to be pretty good. Um, yeah, so real quick, though, I mean, been talking about this for a while. I, I think, on the whole, it was interesting. I think Google Assistant integration into VR at some point would be absolutely phenomenal, where you could talk in and interact with your VR experiences, have it do stuff. Uh, I, on the whole, I, I don't think... I think it's made it... It's basically an Android-based platform for virtual reality now. Whereas Samsung, when they came in, it, it seemed like it was a Samsung-only experience because you needed to use a Galaxy app and you needed to use Galaxy. And sure, they're going to open it at some point, but this kind of cuts into that. So it'll be interesting to see how this affects Gear VR sales and how Samsung tunes their business model to kind of incorporate how this is going to you know, change, the, change things for them. Um, I, but I, on the whole, I think it's it's interesting. I I don't know that I'd get one immediately. I'm still considering getting the Pixel versus the new iPhone or something else because I'm due for a new phone. I'm bought one like a few years now, so I'm still on the iPhone 5s and it's going well, but it's starting to starting to sputter. So uh, all in all, I think I think it bodes well. I, I'd I'd be curious to see, man. I'm, I'm waiting on trying to get uh, get my hands on one and try to play uh, play around with it, see what it is. But uh, end of November, if you pre-order, that seems a little. Uh, if you're lucky, I'll let you try my yeah. headset out. I, you know, I think basically content's king. You know, it's like if you look at it, Google has all these properties. Yeah. They have YouTube. They have Street View. Yeah. They have the ability. They have the content to tie yeah. together these really interesting experiences yeah, and they're, and that you they're, can't get on other platforms. No, and they're using machine learning uh, on another level with. Oh. Uh, with Google Assistant, and I'm sure they're going to turn on the VR, so... Yeah, it'll be interesting to see. All right, we're out. All right, take care. Okay, bye. Bye.